0: You are now entering the Movies from A to B podcast, a show where two guys talk two movies and have too much fun. Really? That's what you want to go with? Yeah, that does sound stupid, but this podcast is anything but. We watch one notable A movie. And then one lesser known B movie. And then share our thoughts. Be warned, this show includes numerous spoilers, so we highly, highly recommend watching both movies beforehand. Listener discretion advised, we use adult language. We say fuck. So thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Today on the MFAB podcast, on the A side we have 2003's Interstellar.
1: And on the B side we have 1999's The Item. So sit back, grab some corn on the cob, and don't open that box.
0: All right. Welcome everybody to the Movies from A to B podcast, also known as the MFAB podcast. Yours truly here speaking is Aaron. Let me introduce Gavin. He's across the room. Say hi, Gavin. I think I can say hi for myself. Hi, this is Gavin. No. Yeah. All right. So on today's show, we are going to be discussing two very different movies, Um, first of which will be the 2014 sci-fi epic Interstellar, directed by Christopher Nolan, starring Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway. And the latter part of the show will be reviewing The Item. 1999
1: <laughs> The Item, actually. By Dan Clark, written, directed, and starring Dan Clark. Dan Clark. <laughs> All,
0: right. <laughs> All right, but we will get to that one later. Um, thanks for listening. We'll jump right in here to Interstellar. Um, great movie. Great movie. Loved it. I can't agree more with that. Um, I'm going to kind of give you a walkthrough here, so if you haven't watched the movie, as we've warned you already, now would be the time to go see that. So Many
1: spoilers ahead. Yes.
0: Pause this, come back to this three hours later. This is a long movie, so... Just
1: yeah. for fair warning, anytime you're going to be listening to this, you should probably watch the movie beforehand, because we are going to be talking a lot of spoilers. Definitely.
0: So, all right, so the movie starts out here. We're looking like we're in the... Western part of the United like, States, yeah,
1: southwestern, maybe, Probably around Dust Bowl,
0: Dust Bowl area. That's yeah. kind of what it reminds you of because they kind of have an intro of people, older people, almost talking about the Dust Bowl.
1: Yeah, giving away the day-to-day lives of yeah. living with dust, pretty much.
0: We kind of learn that the world, the United States, mainly, is in a very dark place right now. Um, you come to find out there's a food shortage. Um, crops are dying off. One of the first things we hear is John Lithgow's character saying that it's the last year for okra, which...
1: Yeah, neighbors burning down a field. Yeah, they're burning off the fields. Last year for okra.
0: Um, and we kind of look in on Matthew McConaughey's character. He's taking his kids to school. You get a flat tire, and you see this drone come flying over top of him. Yeah,
1: right overhead. Crazy shot,
0: and as Gavin put it,
1: yeah, for uh, take off after it. It I don't understand how in a world full of uh that's low on food and low on people in general, how uh tearing ass through a fucking field full of corn <laughs> to chase after a drone while recklessly endangering your child's like, lives.
0: literally is, like just destroying countless years of corn,
1: acres and acres, acres. of food being um, wasted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Never so he finally happened. hacks into this drone, brings it down. And basically salvages some parts from it, and finds out oh they're late for school. Um, kid gets suspended from school. Yeah, the little one Murph. Little Murph, yes. She's gonna get suspended for. Oh my god. In the past. If we, I, I wanted to do a count on how many times we heard that name through this yeah. movie, but you'd lose count within the first five minutes. Um, but. So.
1: The other kid's kind of faceless throughout the movie. Yeah,
0: Tom, you don't see uh, him much. He's just kind of there, and he's like, uh.
1: Just kind of going with the flow and doing what So,
0: when they go back home, uh, Murph keeps talking about this ghost in her room. Books are constantly falling off her shelf, noises and whatever, and that you hear a lot about this ghost throughout the movie.
1: Yeah, but you kind of, what, who, Matthew McConaughey, what was his name in the movie? Coop. Cooper. Coop, Cooper. Cooper is being a complete dick the entire time yeah. about this. There's no such thing
0: as ghosts.
1: It's got to be scientific. It's got to be
0: scientific. But... Murph is trying to figure out all this, like there's dust from falling in her room, leaving signs, and Coop comes in and tries to decipher it, and he figures out its, it's coordinates, and they... Yeah. get these coordinates, and he's like, I'm going to go find where these coordinates lead. Which Murph who does and, that
1: in the first place, yeah. honestly.
0: Oh, I've got crops we need to take care and of. And who so. knows
1: binary? Yeah, Why does he know binary?
0: Well, as we saw in the opening scene, he was some sort of pilot. Oh, he having that oh all pilots know binary. Apparently. Uh, that's, yeah. that's like a given. That's you know common to... knowledge in the future, obviously. <laughs> but he goes to leave, find these coordinates. He thinks Murph stays back. When Murph actually hides in the truck. So they go on an all day, all night journey. They finally find out where these coordinates are. They come into a fence that he gets out. Yeah. A bright light flashes at him
1: some alien abduction and type like, oh, bright you hear
0: light. You and your screen goes white and then he's waking up and he's wondering where the hell he's at. That and happens
1: a few here. times in the movie though.
0: Yeah we're introduced to one of the coolest characters of this movie that I know Gavin likes, um, Tars. Tars. Tars was awesome. This awesome door-looking robot.
1: Crazy, pixelated, kind of, kind of like boxy.
0: Kind of boxy. And you, you see him, you're probably going to think of, like, a China hutch. It's just a giant block. Yeah, Minecraft. Minecraft. Yeah, <laughs> very Minecraft-y. But... We'll get to more about TARS later, but he's being interviewed by TARS. And in walks Anne Hathaway's character, who is Dr. Brand? Professor Brand? Or is her yeah, dad one professor? or
1: the other. It's all the same.
0: Brand is her She's a brand. Friend. Yeah, she's a brand. Um, Coop's asking questions. Where's my daughter? What's going on here? They bring him into a room where his daughter's at. And they basically lay the news on them that here in this tiny underground bunker lies NASA.
1: Yeah, the last remnants of NASA.
0: <laughs> like, it appears that society has seemingly said, to hell with NASA and technology, we need food. Yeah. So NASA is like an underground... Well, non- at
1: one point in time, didn't John Lithgow's character say, like, the population was
0: down? The population was dying. They they need food. They needed to care about what's here first. Which
1: is why earlier in the movie suggests that uh, Matthew Cooper's gets with uh, Murph's teacher, to yeah. the population, yeah, doing his part,
0: <laughs> getting it in. So when he's there, they basically let him know that Earth's dying. That there's no more sustainable life on this planet. Crops are yeah. dying off. Really, all that's left is corn and that's going to be going away. Yeah, each
1: crop is dying off Each every so many years. And
0: what the government wants is people to find a new way to keep living on Earth, whereas the bigger possibility would be discovering life somewhere else and moving everybody out there. So once they lay all this news on him, which, in an overnight, pretty huge decision for him to make, either stay here and drive with his family, basically, or... Go out into the infinite space and try and find a new place to live.
1: So he does what every normal, you know, family man would do and completely drops his entire family to
0: go on a crazy <laughs> adventure. Later. Bye, Felicia. And fuck y'all, I'm out. Fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> so Murph is just devastated. This is one of the saddest points in the movie. Yeah. And he has to go say bye to her. His older son gets it. It's sad, but Murph doesn't want her dad to leave. Yeah, like I and said, the
1: kid, Tom, or whatever, he doesn't have yeah, real, he's
0: like, oh, much of any
1: emotion or anything. <laughs> I'm
0: going to go do drugs and stuff while you're gone. <laughs> but he does a tearful goodbye to Murph where he basically tells her, I don't know when I'm coming back, if I'm coming back. And that's just heartbreaking to her. So He leaves. Both of him, he's crying as he's driving away. Sad moment. Yeah. Seems it's, sadder. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. But it, the, the sheer fact that he's leaving his kid and she doesn't know if he's ever gonna see her again—that's it's it's a sad fact to think about. Yeah. Um. So let me come up to them, blasting off into space.
1: Scoop. You know, for a three-hour-long movie, there were points in this where it just felt like it was breezing by.
0: It, yeah, and I, that's what I loved about this is that it's a three-hour movie, but yeah. it, you're not even going to notice it because you're so ingrained in the story. Yeah, It just flies by.
1: There were definitely points where I – well, I mean, like that whole first scene or first section that we just talked about like felt like it shot by
0: really quick. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, there's – Before you know a, it, they're blasting yeah. off into space. and yeah.
1: Traveling through war so, and
0: Coop is with – Professor Branson, you're introduced to two other characters. Can't really remember their names. One's a black dude. Yeah, black dude. um... And other guy. He's in the Hunger Games. Don't know who he is, but he was the weird guy in the Hunger Games. We'll figure out who that is. Anyways, they're blasting off into space. Um, What they're basically going for is there's this black hole out by sat, and that's going to shoot them into another galaxy. This is your daughter, and she just got this. Oh boy! But you've got all right.
1: Let's edit that part out. Yeah. Okay. We'll just edit shit. <laughs> okay. So we're not very good at this, people. We're still working uh, on it.
0: We're working out the kinks. But basically, they're being shot into this new galaxy where they had sent out previously twelve astronauts known as the Lazarus missions, headed by a doctor Mann. Remember that name? We'll get to him later. Oh yeah. yeah. I remember him. Remember him. Um, so it's TARS and the four astronauts, Coop, Professor Brandt, Black Dude, and Hunger Games Guy. They approach this. Um, th- this At this point in the movie is where you really start to see some of the amazing visuals. And
1: This is one movie I really wish I would have watched in theaters. Yeah,
0: I, I highly recommend if you haven't watched this or if you are watching this, the bigger the screen, the better, because it's just Christopher Nolan and whoever did the work with the visuals, did an amazing job. They approached the wormhole, trippy as fuck. That was... Yeah, there was a hole. It's distorted. Not leather. the first time in this movie, but definitely not the last...
1: Well, it was yeah. the first time, but definitely not the last one. Acid trips galore.
0: Yeah, we notice as they're going through this, Professor Brandt, Anne Hathaway's character, kind of reaches out and, like, her fingers get distorted, and she almost, like, touches something, and she feels something.
1: Yeah, she's finger-banging some, like, she's electric...
0: something and uh, Yeah. Once they reach this new galaxy, there's three planets that are basically showing signs that, hey, we could live life there. Um, the first one they want to go to is from uh, Dr. Miller, one of the astronauts that went out. Um, it's a water planet. So... The simple fact that there's water there knows that there's probably sustainable life there. Yeah. However, but yeah, super close to wormhole. Super close to this wormhole, Gargantua, and the closer you get to that, the more time passes you spend and it pass. Cause so, science, yeah, science. Cool. The best way to describe this is that one hour spent on Miller's planet costs seven years in Earth time, which is insane. So basically, if they go down there, they need to get go down there, get whatever data they need and get the fuck out of there yeah. so upon landing, which is crazy because this planet is covered with water, it looks to be about two foot deep. yeah, you can walk in. water you can walk in yeah, they discover wreckage, and as they go to save the data from this wreckage, they think they see what appears to be mountains coming from behind them. Which I'm sure if you anyone
1: has seen this trailer, you know this yeah, scene. this is
0: one of the scenes from the trailer. Those aren't mountains, it is a gigantic yeah. wave coming at them, which... Killer-ass wave. I find, how does this wave happen in Two Foot of Water? But, science, who knows? Well, um, yeah, we can go Doyle, with semantics, but... That's Hunger Games do. Doyle, I wrote that down. Doyle <laughs> is this guy's name. Don't worry about him, he's not really central to the story. They rush uh, back to the ship. Played by Wes Bentley. Wes Bentley, that's who he is, yes. You may know him from the Hunger Games. He had the weird beard facial hair, who Katniss kills in the second one. Yeah, you know, Weird beard. Or is murdered in the second one, I don't know. But this isn't about the Hunger Games. Anyways, Anne Hathaway is like, we need this data. We need to get this data.
1: And yeah, everyone else is like, like, get the fuck back the fuck out. Here.
0: <laughs> Get out, come on, we gotta go. Why the fuck are we're we still time. here?
1: We're going to die. So,
0: Basically, TARS has to haul ass, and this is where you get to see how cool TARS is.
1: Yeah, which uh, you were saying earlier about what? TARS. Oh, uh-huh. TARS,
0: yeah. Um, if watching the movie, you're like, oh, this is some awesome CGI. TARS was not cgi would He was actually puppeted by somebody named Bill Irwin. He also did the voice for him, and they just edited him out later. But basically... You're in two feet of water. Coop can't rush out there to get her. She's a ways away from the sh- from the ship, so he sends Tars out to get her. Who turns into a giant spindly death ball? <laughs> death ball and like fix her up and zoom 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 back to the ship. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, they can't get out of there in time, and they're basically turning into a surfboard.
1: Who was a uh, who? One of them got stuck out there too. And, yeah, totally Doyle. bit it. West Bentley's character Doyle. Yeah, he just got washed away. You know, a twenty-story. <laughs> Wave comes at wave. you and he's stuck outside.
0: Yeah, so, so he, he's gone. Okay. Yeah, um, killed. Basically, good job, Professor Grant, for you know wasting time. Now and their your crew are, murdered. Yeah, now their engines are waterlogged. They have to wait until the engines get drained for them to get off this planet, which is going to yeah. cost them about an hour and two or two worth of time. So they finally make it off the planet, nearly dodging. Another wave. Yet another, another wave. wave. Coop gets them out of there. They come back to the spaceship to where...
1: Oh, uh, yeah, we should... We hadn't mentioned this earlier. Uh, Rom- Romilly? Romilly? Romilly?
0: Romilly? Romilly?
1: That was the other astronaut, black dude.
0: Yeah, Rom- I could never figure out how they were saying his name. Yeah, but yeah. well,
1: he stayed up on a ship yeah. while they all went down there, yeah. so he could... Uh, you know,
0: data, see what dr- was going yeah,
1: on. get as much data Whatever. as he could on
0: the really black hole. On the ship when they're down on Miller's planet. Yeah, you're doing it all because when they come back, he's old as fuck. Old as fuck. <laughs> what had happened while they were down there? Since they were down there, roughly about three hours in time, twenty-three years yeah. Earth time had passed. That's just sad for.
1: Yeah, knowing right. like a lot of your family All is dead by
0: <laughs> for 23 years. I mean, he said yeah, he did hibernate, you... took the sleeping thing or whatever. But still, how would you not go back? You know, right. just say
1: it's, fuck it I mean, at a certain
0: point. How, how? I mean, he had one hell of a hope to hang on to. Yeah. And he opens it up, and they just look at him, and he's like, "I waited 23 years for you guys," and they're like. Cool. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, dude. What'd you do, man? It's only been um, like a couple hours for us. So, uh, back, back to work. There, they realize how much time has passed. Cooper goes to the little message board. Oh, yeah. They've been
1: getting messages this entire time, entire time. Through from home.
0: And we see that Tom and Murph, his children, have aged. And they've become. Significantly. Significantly. Um, which Tom, now played by Casey Affleck, and Murph. Becomes played by Jessica Chastain. A couple. Casey Affleck
1: still being pretty faceless as Tom, yeah. so holding to, true to the character. Yeah,
0: very good. Jessica Chastain, kind of a bitch. Yeah, she really hates her dad at this point.
1: What, she had n- not sent a single message until yeah,
0: she did not want to talk to Coop until he, the day that she turned one of her birthdays, is before he left. He told her, "I might not see you." Next time, I see you, time, you,
1: time I see you we might be the same age. Same age.
0: Yeah. And the message she sends was on the birthday where they would be the same age. Which kind of thrills you for a loop. It's just like wow, it's crazy. A lot of mindfuckery. So once all the sadness is over, they realize time's passed, well, we gotta keep moving. There's two more planets left. Um planet from the astronaut Edmonds and Planet from the astronaut Dr. Mayan. Which uh brand
1: the what, Anne Hathaway's, Hathaway's character has kind of a bias and wants to go to his planet. She wants to, to Edmund's
0: planet because she is in love. She, she wants to has. fuck. She says it looks better, but there's really. Yeah. I need some D. Yeah. Up here a long time. But, but they can only go to one. Pretty they much. only go to one, basically. So they decide to go to Doctor Mann's because they've actually gotten data from him that's.
1: Suggest
0: that it's possible so, to live. And then I wrote this down. This is one of the things that I really like. One of the lines I love from the movie, Anne Hathaway's character says, love is the one thing we are capable of perceiving that transcends time and space. And okay. I think that's a <laughs> cheesy, I know, but I like cheesy. Anyway, that, I mean, that's something that I think everybody can feel. We, we've learned that, that. We'll come to find out later. Murph, she might hate her dad now, but she's going to fall in love with him. She still loves him, even though Did they you might say be... She's going to fall in love with him. <laughs> ah, God damn, that sounded bad.
1: They're the but same age, but that's still kind of creepy.
0: Yeah. Anyways, so once they make a decision to go to Dr. Mann's, we kind of do a little parallel editing here. We go back to Earth, back to the ship, back to Earth. Back on Earth, we're 20, 30 years in the future. Mm. We arrive on a dinner scene in the house, and. Corn for everyone.
1: Oh, I love this scene because everything was everything corn. Everything is made of corn. They had corn bread corn, bread, bread, corn on the cob.
0: Corn on the cob, <laughs> corn soup, corn cobbler, whatever. Yes. That's literally all there is to eat. Which I don't so,
1: understand that either, because if you have that much corn, you had you can feed livestock. Yeah. <laughs> Why
0: yeah, aren't I they mean, feeding
1: livestock and eating they steak probably with not,
0: But it, you know, humans first. Fuck animals, yeah. you know. Sorry, PETA, but yeah, that's how it's gonna go. So we realize that yeah, it, it's just corn. So that's kind of a little funny moment, but it's sad because that's really all there is left to eat. Um, and then we kind of learn that Tom has kids now, and they have a terrible cough from being born into this dusty world. Yeah, they got dust lung. Dust lung, and that's just bad. So um, Faceless
1: Tom made a whole faceless family. Yeah. It just kind of sticks in the background.
0: <laughs> yeah. Back on the Endurance ship, which is the name of the ship that they've been on, um, they're off to man's planet, and then we come back to Earth, where we find Murph now works for NASA, and who's one of her colleagues that's helping her out? It's Eric Foreman! Toil for grace! Oh yeah, playing Getty. Playing Getty. Um, He's just kind of there. He has a very small secondary part, but it's nice to see that he's still getting work. Yeah, you don't see
1: that often. um, I haven't seen anything with him since, uh, what, Spider-Man 3?
0: Spider-Man Three, or he did some crappy, funny movies, or tried. to. Did he? Yeah, there's one mm-hmm. called Take Me Home Tonight. They're probably he horrible. Yeah, it was not that good. I guess he. Anyways, um, as we return back to there, we figure out, we find out that uh, Doctor Brand's father, played by Michael Caine, Professor Brand, okay. he's dead. He's the one who's been trying to try and figure out this formula for gravity, and all this other crazy stuff, the formula that's going to save And on his deathbed, yeah. he basically tells Murph, all this shit I've been doing over the past how many years just is
1: just bullshit. whole bunch of crap. <laughs> like,
0: plan A of moving everybody nothing. away is not going to work. Plan
1: A was technically Plan B, which yeah. they're taking part in up in space on yeah. the Endurance. Yeah,
0: but which, what, they B, had A, uh, they had a bunch of, like, cryogenically frozen yeah, eggs embryos and, and embryos that they're just going to start a new planet yeah but their whole what they whole thing they got Coop to go up for was plan A that we're going to be able to move everybody and well that's not going to work because Michael Caine's character is a dick yeah so well he just lied and then he dies Further the race <laughs> just way to fuck over humanity I literally wrote that down dick move bro
1: dick move. it's not fucking over humanity though he's literally saving humanity by sending out plan B yeah well, yeah.
0: Either way. Still a so, to everybody on Earth. <laughs> um, We go back to man's planet, and this is probably one of the coolest planets in the movie. It looks yeah. like a wintry, frozen lava field, if you ask me. I was right. not a huge fan of this planet. It really? was boring, it was drab. It was boring, uh, but it, it's, it's a terrain that was kind of neat, because... I'd rather have giant frozen, waves. As if you remember, yeah. they coming in, they... We're gonna try and fly through a crowd cloud, and they hit it, and they're like, "Oh shit, it's frozen, shattering to pieces." Stay away from that. They find where man's base is. They go into there. He's in the cryo tube. They open it up, and goddamn it, everybody in this, whoever's watching this movie, is gonna get RKO'd out of nowhere. It's Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt, Damon. Matt Damon. Out of nowhere, like. Uncredited. They did such a good job of this because he was not in any press for this movie. He was not in any trailers. Did not go to any of the screenings. Nobody knew he was in this movie until you saw the movie. You know, maybe he just didn't believe in the movie. <laughs> maybe he was like, "I this is not the space movie I want to be in. I'm saving all my time and effort for The Martian." Yeah. So basically, he's been on this planet in a cryo tube for oh, God knows how many years,
1: expecting to die out there, expecting
0: to die. Yeah. And when they come, they basically resurrect him hence the term lazarus missions and then he starts to show them all his data he found he says data looks good you know it's looks shitty up, here, it's shitty up here but the below we go yeah it's there's signs that we, you know live here at this time murph had sent a message letting professor brandt know that her dad passed away and then she's kind of like yo did he tell you that plan a was shit And Coop overhears this, and Coop is pissed. Yeah. So he's, you know...
1: Which, why wouldn't you be expecting to do one thing and end up... Right.
0: So then we figure out TARS could probe a black hole for some reason. That comes into play later. Um, There's a lot of things that come into play that are kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, out of nowhere. But um, back on Earth, Murph is back in her old room looking at the the bookcase, and she's going to be there for a while as we keep going back and forth. uh, Lots of back and forth. uh, Back back on Man's planet, Coop and Dr. Man, Matt Damon's character, are venturing off. He wants to show them the rest Ah, of the planet.
1: Yes. It's at this point that uh, Dr. Man... figure
0: out another lie. None of his data is good. His planet sucks. He faked the data. Another dick move. And we have a fight scene. And it's basically Matt Damon... Trying to kill off. Trying to kill off Coop. He breaks his mask. He can't really breathe. Um... Takes away his communication system, and he's kind of stuck out there. And Professor or Doctor Mann did something to a station or the ship that Rowley, the black dude, goes back to the ship.
1: Oh, he did something to his uh robot. He did something to the robot. Yeah, powers like robot.
0: Robot, and there's a huge explosion. Bye, bye, Rowley. He's gone, so it's just Coop.
1: Yeah, Romley really got the shit end of the stick in this entire Um, movie.
0: Man steals their spaceship. He's going to go to their uh, base that's sitting up above his planet, the Endurance. Professor Brant comes and saves Coop, takes him up there, and they're trying to communicate with Dr. Man, telling him, hey, you... You don't know what you're doing. Get away from our ship. Yeah, there's no autopilot no that's going to hook you back on. Yeah, he hooks terribly. And as he's trying to connect to the ship, he blows it up. Yeah. Blows up a good they chunk of it anyway. Totally me off guard. Like, mm-hmm. I knew an explosion was going to come because he was just going to do something up. Messed it up. But it happens while well, he's, like, mid-sentence trying to tell them something. And it's it made me jump. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, don't it remember making like, me jump. Like, you guys don't understand. What I'm doing is kablam! <laughs> and it's like whoa. Coop and Brand are like, oh shit, that's like our only lifeline out of here. And they're like, how can we dock this thing? Because the endurance is spinning now. You're yeah. not going to be able to dock because of the spin. Coop, the amazing planet, your captain is pilot. Pilot, there we pilot go. Pilot captain, yeah. Think of their Um, he's like, don't worry. I'm Matthew I, I drive Lincoln. I got this shit, okay? You got it. <laughs> all right. Sits back. Um, all right, all right, all right. At this point, it's it's super intense. He's trying to dock his spinning ship to this other spinning thing. Um, I'm going to get a chance here to talk about the score of this movie. Hans Zimmer did the score, and the music to this was just awesome. Yeah,
1: the music was amazing. It yeah. builds a lot of tension. There's a lot of drama. It just builds the entire time. There's a few times where I felt it built too much.
0: A little too much, but Uh, they also did a great job of not having music. If you remember back when they first entered space, hmm. it was silence, which kind of really made you feel like you were in space. All you could hear, there was no background music, no score. It was just buttons blooping and them talking. Like probably what space would really be like. (laughs) Buttons blooping. Yeah. Anyways, Coop, you know, gets docked. They're inside the pole of the giant wormhole, Gargantua. Um, well, they don't have enough fuel. So Coop's like, ah, we're going to use this giant wormhole to slingshot to Edmund's planet. And that's where we're going to try and save humanity.
1: Yeah.
0: And in doing so, they're going to send TARS into the black hole and see if they can get some data from the black hole. So they slingshot around. TARS go flying into the black hole. And who follows after him who so flies out and Man Hathaway's like, What are you doing? And reminds remembers you back to an earlier scene when they had talked about being hundred percent honest. Yeah. And like, Well, let's just keep it at ninety percent honest and he reminds her of that. He's like, later bitch <laughs> I'm going into this black hole. I'm out. So this is where the movie gets super, super trippy.
1: All kinds
0: of acid trip right here. Yeah. Um Coop is alone in a black hole. It's terrifying. More stunning visuals.
1: Yeah, lots of uh, very colorful lights.
0: don't know where he is. And it's at this point we realize Murph didn't have a ghost. This was literally Coop in another dimension. Yeah,
1: in the fifth dimension, which he created. It gets it's, all kinds of confusing right here.
0: Apparently he's in the fifth dimension that we as the human race had made physical
1: into a third dimension so so he he could leave a message leave a message for murph back
0: in the day back to earth and he, he finds out where murph is um while he's there he's he's you know trying to yell at murph through this bookcase he's the one who's been causing all these books to fall off the shelf um it's at this point we make he makes contact with tars yeah tars has found the quantum data the data that basically says gravity can cross dimensions in time. And we're like, well, shit, we can't communicate with him. How are we going to get him? But well, here's the
1: thing. He was communicating with Murph used through Morse code, through pushing the, the books open. Which, pushing the books open. What I don't understand <laughs> is if he lived his life previously, which he had,
0: yeah, why would is, you not
1: send a different message, right. anything?
0: Because obviously works, the
1: word stay did not make you stay.
0: stay. They didn't make you stay, but he's still trying to say stay. So okay. it, it's... Just it's, it's, it's very trippy. It's, it really makes you think. It, trust me, if you're a dumb person, you're not going to like this movie. If you don't like science, you're not going to like this movie. But if you do, awesome. If you have the least bit interest in science, you're going to love this movie. But before Coop left, he he gave Murph a watch. Yeah. And Murph has been setting that on the bookcase. And Coop basically tells TARS, give me the quantum data and Morse code. I'm going to use the second hand on this watch to send the quantum data to Murph. Type out the message. Murph's going to get it, figure out the whole thing. Murph comes running out. While she's up in the bedroom, she's, uh, before she, went, there, she set fire. went up there, she set fire to Tom's crops to get him out of the house. Yeah, faceless Tom. Faceless Tom. She didn't want, he, Tom didn't want her there. She was like, I need to get back up there, so I'm going to burn his crops. She comes back down after she has the, the data. Tom's back. She's like, Dad's going to save us, and she gives Tom a hug, and Tom's face is like, cool, thanks for burning my crops. (laughs) Thanks for killing
1: so many people.
0: (laughs) From there, Coop just kind of like flies out into the middle of space. He gets ejected from the black hole. Yeah, they don't even show it. They just go white flash, and then he wakes up in a room. Wakes up in a hospital on this Halo-like planet.
1: As you put it, yeah, it was uh, um, just really reminiscent of uh, the Halo ring in Halo.
0: Yeah, if you're familiar with the video game Halo, it's like a, almost like a planet that had a, a center of gravity and everything was around it, yeah. instead of a gravity forcing down on it. Yeah. And like and to show you that there's some kids playing baseball and they hit a ball and instead of going out in the outfield, it goes like straight up. Up <laughs> and <laughs> crashes into a house above them. Yeah. So it's kind of trippy and. Uh, they realize that, okay, everything's cool now. Um, Coop wants to see his daughter. His daughter's, like, old as shit now.
1: Yeah, she couldn't make the trip out, but uh, yeah. she heard her dad was, so she, they had her pull her out of cryosleep. Her,
0: yeah, and she's, like, probably 90-some years old. She's dying, and she just wants to see her dad one more time. They share a touching moment, and then he leaves, and we realize all this time Professor Brandt's been on Edmund's planet. Um, Edmunds is dead. She's sadly burying him. I don't know about yeah. that. I didn't catch that actually. Well, no, I always when wondered. When you come to her, she was on a rock bed and she had his name tag, and she was placing it on rocks and she had a tear in her eye. Oh. And I'm assuming I'm assuming he was dead. So yeah, I'm they didn't make that really clear though. Didn't make it clear, but I mean, read between the lines. So, she's on this planet by herself, where everybody's heading and that's basically where the movie ends. Yeah. Humanity's safe. Congratulations, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, good job, buddy. Yeah. So what would you think? Um,
1: To be honest, it was a bit long, but I definitely loved it. It was uh, visually stunning. Like you said, the score was amazing. A lot of the science was kind of iffy, but I'm no scientist, so.
0: This, I can't really... uh, we might see the science as iffy, but Christopher Nolan wanted the scientific part of this to be as real as possible he literally asked for the help of physicist kip Thorne, oh um which is one of the robots was named kip an homage to him and to help him be make everything as real as possible he literally had to take two days to talk chris Nolan out of us out of a part of the script where he wanted things to be faster than the speed of light and he tried to tell him that's not possible we so, don't know that yet yeah. so Drop it. Yeah, don't do that. Um, that's, that's kind of funny. Yeah, I, I agree. Stunning visuals, awesome score. Um, it it, it the, was long, but any, Christopher Nolan does long movies.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got to kind of expect that from him.
0: Yeah. But the story um,
1: was good. My point of view, I thought it was – I mean, it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah. Probably and more of a one-time watch. But, uh, and if you're a fan
0: a of award-worthy films, this one did win Oscars for sound and visuals and special effects. So it, it, it did not go unrecognized by the Hollywood community. This was a great movie. Um, one of the big things about this was its star power, its cast. Oh, yeah, there's tons of people. Yeah, in fact, eight of the people in this cast were Oscar nominees. Five of them were winners. Matthew McConaughey, Michael Caine, Anne Hathaway, Matt Damon, and Ellen Bernstein of all Oscar winners. Jessica Chastain, Casey Affleck, and John Lithgow were nominees. So. Yeah. Big, big yes. star power. Um, And also, this is the sixth time Christopher Nolan has worked with Michael Caine. That's a, a lot. That's a lot. All three of the Dark Knight movies, Batman Begins, yeah. Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. Inception, The Prestige, and Interstellar. Nice. So All directors have their go-to guys. Yeah. Though. I mean, it's I never realized that before. But, yeah. And in all honesty, all six of those movies are fantastic movies, yeah. too. Oh, pretty good. Um, and one other thing I found that was kind of cool, um, they actually grew a 500-acre cornfield for the earth scenes, and they did literally burn some of that. Nice. So, yeah, but and the stuff that they didn't burn, uh, they did sell, so they were able to make some sort of profit off of that. you got to love but, the realism. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's get down to brass tacks. What are you going to rate it? I love this, so I, I give it a nine out of ten. I, I there's some parts I would have took out, but all in all, this is a great movie. Nice. I, I, I will watch this anytime, so I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. Uh, me,
1: I'm a little bit shy. of That I'm gonna probably go an eight out of ten. I mean, I loved it. It was a great movie, but I it's more of a one time thing. You got to be able to sit down and really yeah. pay attention if you're gonna watch it. Right. So. Yeah
0: you definitely got a clear space in your schedule to watch this. It's well, it not something like,
1: you can just plop down. That's, I mean, I had the movie for over a year
0: before I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This whole podcast thing was supposed to be started roughly a year ago, but <laughs> somebody doesn't watch movies very quickly. So that happens, but here we are. You're so, yeah, you're wiser. Great movie. Um, IMDB gives this an 8.6 out of 10. So kind of right in the middle where we are agreed on this. Um, uh-huh. I'm not sure what Rotten Tomatoes gave this, but it's it got yeah. reviews all over. Yeah, it. general I,
1: consensus, it's worth a watch. If you haven't seen it, I mean, yeah, totally worth it.
0: Totally worth it. Um, but yeah, absolutely amazing. So, so
1: let's uh, take a break
0: here. Yeah, we're gonna take a break, and we will be back with total different movie. Um, opposite end so, of the spectrum. Opposite the end of side. the spectrum. This is bright up more Gavin's alley. So. Be forewarned, this next movie is a bit out there, but hope you stay tuned and we'll be back. Like what you hear, we got plenty more where that came from, such as. Oh, thank God we're not in Chicago.
1: <laughs> I, I instantly thought you were gonna say Chicago, and I was like, God damn
0: it. Screaming monkey boners! <laughs> <laughs> you speak into microphones and hear our voice
1: usually say some weird shit yeah yeah all right welcome back this is the second half
0: the second half
1: and uh you want to give a little rundown of what second half entails
0: um second half is going to entail a movie that like we said is very different from the first one um this is what's known as a b movie very low budget very cheesy very entertaining
1: and that's why we're called movies from a to b yeah (laughs) now you know mystery (laughs) solved Uh, All right, this movie we're going to be talking about is 1999's The Item, one of my personal favorite movies, uh, written and directed by Dan Clark, uh, starring Dan Clark, (laughs) Dave Pressler, Don Marie Ferreira, so on and so forth. None of these names you will remember.
0: No. (laughs) And you've probably never seen them anywhere else. Small tidbit about one other person in this cast. Probably the most prominently known person of this cast was Nurse Jackie. Nurse Nikki. Nurse Nikki, sorry. Who's in the first scene of this movie. Dies an awesomely brutal death. But Amazingly brutal death. You might know her as... What's... Alpha 8? Alpha eight, 8, the robot from Power Rangers. Yeah, that's her... Yeah, yeah, ay ay ay, 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 ay. That Her character. only other roles. Literally, her only other roles are from the Power Rangers, so... At least you know she was doing good for herself
1: in the late '90s. Now this movie has a lot of people pissed off because uh, if you look at the cover, I mean, it's an eyeball looking outside what appears to be a gate or something, and then the tagline says something is dying to get
0: out. It literally looks like there's some horrific monster, like just gonna rip you to shreds when it comes out.
1: This is gonna be a gore show from what we're looking at, which it kind of is, but it really isn't. Kind of is,
0: but not the way you would expect.
1: So, uh, let's just hop right into it, I guess. Uh, this movie starts out in a desert in a yeah, car.
0: in a desert, at night, in a car, and these four people are discussing this deal that's about to go yeah. down.
1: They're looking to make a quick buck by watching an item for 24 hours and then getting their money, easy peasy. Yeah. They get paid up front half the money, get the other half when uh, the item's picked up, it's going to be a good time. And that's when the first car rolls up, which is
0: two characters, Dr. Odie and Nurse, Nurse Nikki. Nikki. <laughs> Um They basically give him the rundown on what you got to do with this item. And it, it's simple enough, it's leave it the fuck alone. Yeah, don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't do anything. Just, uh, you know, kind of chill. Yeah. And then they tell him, oh, if it does happen to open, here's what to do. Yeah, you want to put it back to sleep. Yeah. You want to sedate it. You At that point, you know whatever's in there is alive, and you're probably dying to want to know what's inside.
1: Yeah. They kind of show it, kind of not. They give little up-down.
0: Yeah, little up-down corner camera views. So you're kind of just like, what is this? It's very, it's trapped in there. It's breathing. It's creepy.
1: Yeah, they thought they were dealing with a frozen monkey, but obviously not a frozen monkey. <laughs> yeah, the,
0: the whole time they're told it's, it's a monkey, but...
1: The yeah. thing's very slimy, it's disgusting looking, it's an yeah. awesome uh, practical effect, in my opinion. <laughs>
0: but Yeah, and when when you, when you they do initially get it back to the house, where Alex, the main characters, uh, they take it to his girlfriend's house, right? Or yeah, well... Somewhat girlfriend. Let's not
1: get ahead of ourselves. Before they uh, leave, they're about to take the passage. Oh, yes. When uh, Dr. Odie decides... He doesn't want to sell the package. He wants to keep it for himself because, I don't know, he's a crazy fucking nut yeah, job.
0: He's, he's, he, he's kind of goofy.
1: Yeah, he doesn't want to lose it. It's important to him. He's going to hold on to it. And that's when uh, our main character, Alex or Dan Clark,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, pulls out a gun and blasts him in the back of the head.
0: <laughs> Black back of the head. And then after that, isn't that when Nurse Nikki decides <laughs> you don't kill him? I'm going to kill you, and...
1: Nurse Nikki freaks out and pulls out the tiniest half-inch blade knife and a crucifix and starts screaming and running towards their group.
0: To which Alex and Martin and Fatty... Martin, Fatty, and well, uh, uh, Lauren... They just start just unloading up. on her, and it's like... About 900 bullets see, later. Yeah. <laughs> Countless rounds, she finally comes down.
1: Squibs pop in left and right all over this actress. <laughs> it was amazing, the amount of blood. All right, so... So they take the package to uh, Rita, his girlfriend, who uh, appears to be an art student. Art student. The whole opening of this movie was a mixture of her art and pictures of... Uh,
0: creepy children's music played yeah the morning, and it's very very odd artwork. awesome awesome <laughs> yeah. awesome artwork and we'll get to one of her pieces later that i really enjoyed but um <laughs> they get to her apartment um it's at this point that they kind of have to open the box right well
1: they yeah they, her, they do the introductions get Chinese food. they send reed off to yeah. go buy some stuff it's cappuccino just, machine and Chinese food, pretty yeah. much, yeah. Which
0: is racist because she is Asian.
1: Yeah. Go buy a Chinese food. Yeah. Because <laughs> <So>. she knows, <laughs>
0: of course. Um, she's gone. They open the box. They
1: want to see what's inside.
0: Like, this doesn't look like a monkey. Let's see what it is. Let's take a look at it.
1: So they open it up, and this is where we get a real clear view of it. Well, not perfectly clear. Not perfectly clear, but
0: picture the creepiest-looking glowworm. You remember the glowworms, the little toys from the 90s? You probably had one when you were little. Yeah. You snuggled with it in bed. This is not one you would want to snuggle with. It's It's, terrifying.
1: It's like that with its eyes sewed shut and then just covered in ultra slime. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Really gross. And its tail looks like... Suspiciously. Suspiciously. (laughs) Uh, Like like a dick, kind of kind of like penis there, kind of like penis. Yeah. So if you don't notice that, you will later, but we'll just hold off on that. Um. Yeah, my first reaction was like, "What the hell is that thing?" Yeah, it's not at all. I was expecting something to jump out and attack them from the cover. Yeah, you look
1: at the cover, you think, "Oh, something's gonna go crazy. It's gonna be bad." No, this thing's just chilling. It's
0: just chilling. They put it in a bucket and it's just chilling. Well, not yet, but not
1: yet. Then they Oh yeah. Yeah, they're all having fun and having tip fun. over and that's when Rita's friends come in. You wanna to, wanna to give a little description of Rita's friends? Yeah.
0: Um probably something that your parents wouldn't want you to dress like. They're trainees. Yeah, a bunch, a bunch of bunch of They're transsexuals, which yeah, a little different,
1: but Yeah. This is a very progressive movie for very progressive, think, right?
0: so um, but they, they come in.
1: Yeah, they see what's inside the box kind of glimpsing at it and they start to freak they out. They freak out. and Alex and his friends start to pull their guns, and thus... And sues the tranny chase. Yeah, the most epic tranny chase you'll <laughs> ever see. <laughs> you'll ever see. I don't know how many we've um, seen, but this one is the
0: best. Speaking of which, during this tranny chase, when did they get hoverboards? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> if, you, if you notice during the scene, when they're running, they're not... They're not moving. ...running, they're, they're just be- kind of like gliding, so... <laughs>
1: If you watch the special edition, it shows those shots being shot. They're just <laughs> hilarious because the, the camera is staying static with them the entire time, and you're just seeing them glide across the alleys yeah, and running
0: away and running after. Um, it Basically, they, they, they're they trying to get rid of all these trainings. Yeah, I want to get guns. rid of the
1: witnesses, make sure...
0: Make sure nobody remembers.
1: So they chase him down. There's a few epic gun scenes. One of the characters, Martin... Uh, Pretty much just tracks his down and shoots him in the back as he's climbing a ladder. Yeah, and then has a discussion about life and whether or not he should kill him.
0: Yeah, and don't. And then Alex and Fatty pin one behind some trash cans. Yeah, they,
1: the six foot tall Asian. Six foot
0: tall Asian one, and he unleashes the cheesiest line in the movie. And they said, "You know, you can come out now." And to which the trainer replies, "Oh, honey, I did that years ago." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh but they go up, try to shoot him in the face, and he uh, of course because he's Asian, Karate kicks the gun out of his hand. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they eventually get him, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Alex runs after the gun, runs dives, grabs him, it. Grabs it.
0: Gory gory deaths this whole Un- entire way.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Unloads about six rounds into his chest, popping out the back, and then walks up and shoots him in the
0: head after yeah, kissing well, yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hold. Extremely weird. But pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, really got to fatty in that, that... Yeah. So but <clears throat> so we learned from this Martin, who had an awesome mustache by the yes, way.
1: Yes, his mustache is a fantastic.
0: Like people could learn something from that mustache. Um he let his training go. Right? Yeah, we don't
1: find that out till later. Till but, later. Uh, but everyone gets back Yeah. and The creature wakes up at that point. Wakes up, yeah. Where they have to put the antiseptic on to, you know, make sure it lives. Everything that Doctor Odi had taught them. Mm -hmm. So they uh, dab on a little bit of uh, antiseptic on its, yeah, lube, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) on the alien penis tail. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, and it's okay. Yeah, it it, it it now it's it's surviving, not, it's not dead. It's not attacking,
1: it's not screaming, it's not doing anything. So.
0: so they just want to keep watch on
1: it. Yeah, they still got a job to do, you know. Yeah.
0: So who's first up to keep watch on it? Good old Fatty. Good old Fatty. <laughs> and this guy is just, like, getting berated the entire movie about oh. being what a fat ass he yeah, is. Yeah, they and give him so much shit. So much shit. And I'm thinking, how the hell... Does this guy put up with this? Like it's just brutal. Like Alex is, Alex mainly just for somebody who's his best friend, they just, yeah. just beat the shit out of him with insults. Um. So Fatty gets to watch
1: the bucket for the first because I put it in a bucket. Yeah. We said that.
0: I don't know. Of but, course, that's what you do when you catch something. Put it yeah. in a bucket. Throw it in a bucket.
1: Make it away. It's not going to jump out of the you know <laughs> two foot tall bucket you put it in. Right. <laughs> so yeah, Fatty's watching the bucket and. Well, that's when they cut scenes between that and Alex banging his girlfriend who came back with the uh, Chinese food, unknowing that her friends are dead.
0: Yeah. So Alex is like, oh, everything's all cool. Let's go fuck in the bathtub. Yeah. And have so, like a
1: glow-in-the-dark star light show. Yeah. <laughs> with vibrators and shit. it's. it's
0: so while they're fucking, what is Fatty doing watching the creature? Well, but he's also mowing down on the bananas that course. were given to what they thought was a monkey.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So when Alex comes back in to check on him, kind of yeah. gives him some shit for not having the gun in his hand. Right? Yeah, he does
1: a little bit more than give him shit, and he eventually yeah. <laughs> pulls the gun, and, well, tickles pulls. him a little bit, and then pulls the gun and puts it against his forehead like he's going to blow his goddamn yeah. head.
0: and you're like, whoa. Whoa, calm calm down, Alex. got
1: serious real quick.
0: So, after that, that's when Alex leaves the room. And that's when shit gets weird. (laughs) Shit gets weird. The creature talks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he talks. He talks. He doesn't have a mouth, really, but he talks, right? Oh, yeah, he has a mouth. Yeah, he has a mouth. It opens. It shuts. And he starts talking to Fatty and kind of having, like, a a one-on-one with Fatty and finding out why Fatty's... Puts up with all this crap. God, why did you put
1: that
0: picture of? Oh, man. Just pulled up a
1: picture of the That's item. Man.
0: terrifying. But in a sexy. really, really not sexy at all, gross. But basically, kind of gets inside Fatty's head. And, yeah,
1: really puts the screws to Fatty's psyche.
0: Yeah, and to which Fatty just fucking loses it.
1: Tells him how he's about you know, how he's cold from crouching down in front of the fridge while eating yeah. salami <laughs> and individually sliced packages of cheese. So all you got to do is turn out the light, and that's when Fatty goes crazy. Crazy. Screaming, turn out the lights.
0: Turn and out the light, runs into the living room. Unloads an Uzi
1: into the crowd, pretty much. But in typical,
0: in typical B-movie fashion, doesn't hit anybody.
1: Yeah. The million bullets he shoots out of that gun <laughs> do not hit a single person. No.
0: And then they calm him down
1: by railing him in the back of the head yeah, with a, with a was that fire extinguisher fire maybe? Extinguisher, yeah, I think Martin hits
0: him. Yeah, Martin hits him. Yeah. Alex takes him out to the alley. Kind of has a heart to heart with him. Yeah, talk him down. Talk him down. Apologize,
1: and then you know, hey,
0: buddy. What any good friend would do, he uh, you know, puts a bullet. Pats in the back him on of the shoulder, head. puts the gun in <laughs> the back of his head, and shoots him in the head. Yeah. Daddy dies. And more money for the other okay, three. Alex. And then you're thinking, oh, okay, now we split half a million dollars three ways instead of four. That's good, right? Right. Yeah.
1: So. At this point, someone has to watch the
0: monkey or the it's item. It's not a monkey. <laughs> it is not a monkey. God, it is not a monkey. Monkeys are, like, so cute and cuddly compared to this thing. <laughs> this
1: thing's cute and cuddly. Look at it.
0: No, yeah. it's not. <laughs> um, so
1: they put Merton on the job. Good old Mustache Martin. Good
0: old Orange Dash Martin. Um,
1: and he had hinted earlier to having uh, a medication he's taking, so they kind of, the item is figuring out what it is and fucking with him about having cancer and how he's going <laughs> to die and who's going to take care of his kids. and.
0: and at this point, the creature kind of distorts, it kind of looks sick.
1: Oh yeah, the it takes on whatever talking about. Yeah,
0: Martin has looks
1: all sickly and gross, not (laughs) sexy and smooth like it usually
0: does. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, is it then at this point we find out Martin's tranny got away? Yeah, this is when uh,
1: he comes out to talk to Alex, and then uh, yeah, that's when the tranny that Martin was supposed to kill shows up, and. Tries to talk Martin again out of killing him, <laughs> which I don't know why he'd come back. I mean, he oh, yeah. had a gunshot in him, but...
0: Well, because she had Chinese food.
1: That's why. Oh, yeah, you got the Chinese food. You got to go back for it. Yeah, had the white guy egg rolls, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're not regular ones. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this, uh, what, what was he, pretty much dressed in black and he then... He was,
0: like, black, black pale with... Pale as shit pale with just hair. hair. Yeah, like...
1: Kind of convinces Martin yeah. to go the other way, and because uh, Alex is constantly talking shit, yeah. and at this point Alex has kind of tipped a few radars and all of his old friends. Yeah,
0: everybody's well, not liking Alex at yeah. this point because they kind of realized Fatty doesn't come back. So yeah. um, they knew he killed him. So. Alex doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Alex is the ringleader. He is
1: a, a textbook sociopath.
0: <sighs> yeah,
1: he doesn't care. Just doing job. Just.
0: And to which Dan Clark did
1: a great job.
0: Yeah, portraying this character. <laughs> awesome. I awesome. kind of feel like if I met him in real
1: life, he'd be a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so,
0: Martin and Alex are talking. Don't they have a gun to this? Journey? Won't we both of them have a gun to him or something?
1: No, oh, this is when Martin turns the gun on Alex. Turns the gun on Alex. He's gonna put him down. And he, he, at this point in the movie, I kind of got a glimmer of hope. I was like, okay, this guy's gonna get
0: Alex is gonna knocked get it.
1: out. Yeah. And that's when uh, the tranny finds a gun under the couch that was dropped off earlier in the movie and unloads. Conveniently. Yeah,
0: conveniently. Yeah, <laughs> unloads several shots into Martin. Into Martin, and Martin's dead. Yeah, Martin. So, dead. and you, at this point, you're like, "Oh, Martin's dead. Yeah. Fuck Alex. We're still getting yeah. alive."
1: Wait. Oh, it was because uh, Alex said, "Yeah, go ahead and kill them both," because he was going to kill the tranny yeah, and and his, Rita. And Rita. And yeah, at girlfriend. this point,
0: Rita's like, "Fuck you, Alex. Yeah. Why? You know."
1: So, so Martin's dead, and Alex runs up, blasts the train.
0: <laughs> blasts the train, he kills him. And this is it's, one of those cool hoverboard shots again. Yeah, another one, just slides worldwide. across
1: the floor, shh, bang. Um leans over, and he's like, oh, you must be one of Rita's friends, nice to meet you.
0: <laughs> to <the laughs> and is this when the Lauren comes in with the frying pan?
1: Uh, shortly, shortly after shortly after yeah they make their way to the kitchen i can't remember yeah. exactly how
0: and lauren with the other part of the foursome just unloads with the frying yeah. pan on alex just <laughs> like about at six least 12. Sw- <laughs> at least 12 just right side left side right side and alex does not go down yeah typical b-movie fashion it was great um just kind of shakes his head like <laughs> so much blood though yeah um alex's blood. face to beat the shit now
1: and at that point, they make their way to the table where they're chit-chatting what they're going to do. Because, you know, after you've just killed a bunch of people and had your face bashed in, you're going to want to sit down and discuss what to do next. Right.
0: By conveniently putting a gun in the middle of the table, too. Yeah, right?
1: there happened to be a gun. Happened to be Conveniently in the middle Conveniently. So uh, Alex is talking with Lauren, and Alex keeps making gestures towards the gun. And he goes to grab it when
0: Lauren grabs it first and shoots Alex in the chest. To which, probably yeah. the biggest and bloodiest explosion. Yeah, how did you explain it? Like he had a stuffed pig on his back exploding. <laughs> just beautiful. It just for one bullet to cause that much damage, obviously. Or for the human body to have the human that body much. to have that much blood and gore, it was pretty epic. Mm-hmm. Exploding on the wall, putting a whole new color of paint on the wall. Yeah, just painting it. Um. That. And Alex decides I'm gonna go lay down. Oh,
1: but I loved how he was—he uh, was talking. How about he's gonna go lay down and yeah. he coughs, and more blood shoots out. Yeah,
0: of the yeah. Blood <laughs> more blood shoots out. So.
1: As if coughing adds an yeah. extra two gallons of right. blood. shoots. <laughs> <blood laughs> <blood laughs> <laughs> he goes and lays down. Um, One of the few art choices in this is when uh, he's laying down in that bed. As the scene progresses, the sheets get progressively redder.
0: redder. Like, yeah. He keeps bleeding. like they go from apparently white he has to white an, pink to, uh... Like an unlimited supply of blood yeah. or whatever. But by this point, Alex is dead. So. Well, he's
1: not quite dead because he has to have his heart-to-heart, heart-to-heart, with, heart-to-heart uh, with the, the item. <laughs> so... <laughs> Which is still crawling around at yeah. this point. You really haven't noticed that it's been missing, but... Right.
0: But he comes in, they talk, right? Yeah,
1: he tells them what kind of person he is and how he should die and how he's going to die and... Then Alex dies. He dies, yeah. Luckily, which is good.
0: And we go back out to the kitchen where it's just Rita and Lauren. Two survivors. Two survivors. two chicks. Yeah, two chicks. Two chicks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We all like that. And, of course, they
1: kiss. They have a little little tender session.
0: Tender session.
1: Lauren Lauren decides to take off with uh, as much of the money as she can hold. And
0: leaves. Yeah. So it's just Rita and the item. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we finally get to see why the item's tail is shaped like a penis. Yeah. In one of the
1: vaguely graphic... uh,
0: Probably the most disturbing sex scene I've ever seen. One of the most, let's put this properly, amazing (laughs) alien (laughs) sex scenes you have ever (laughs) seen. Amazing alien sex scene, yes, we'll describe that. So if you can't catch it through those terms, Rita fucks the item. It's beautiful.
1: It's touching. It's... (laughs)
0: <laughs> you they see do, the
1: penetration on her face it's if you
0: <laughs> if you just forget a second for a second and this is some creature it, it is it's beautifully shot very it's tender. beautifully done very tender well done. um it's yeah. it's sensual yeah and but it's
1: all about how the head of the penis the head of the tail it's open, splits open, like, open a <laughs> like a mouth like, like a flower blooming like a tremor mouth <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: and yeah so good time they share this night of passion rita and the thing and they go off screen and we hear a gunshot
1: and credits, credits.
0: <laughs> so you kind of left open-ended there at the end Yeah, it's with uh who shot who did the creature shoot rita did rita shoot the creature or did they shoot each other yeah. shoot themselves all and one bullet the, head to head you know there's a knock on the door there's
1: more than knock. The door keeps banging and banging. banging Someone's like, trying to get. We're assuming that's people coming yeah. to pick up the package. You know, because so. just out of time type of thing. Yeah,
0: this that's the movie. Yeah, it, definitely not what I thought it was gonna be. No? this is way more of like a psychological terror type movie. That the item, you think the item's gonna physically. Uh, torture these people but it really mentally tortures them yeah which is pretty awesome i i i, really, I did enjoy this movie yeah. like for it's terribly cheesy
1: would you what awesome you had said something about an art project one of the art projects you yeah were-
0: the brita and lauren were discussing the one art project she had on the wall it was just a board with a bunch of fucking nails in it yeah and she literally described that being life yeah just, just a board, just repetitive, repetitive task, pounding a repetitive task, of pounding a nail into a board, and that's her description of life. I'm like that's <laughs> deep. It's, it's deep. It's, if you yeah, think about it. But it's got its uh, yeah. points. Um, By the, it's the way, just this whole one of the many creepy
1: art projects. Yeah, the whole house. apartment is just filled with all these art projects. That are just
0: fun to look because at. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember Dharma and Greg? uh <laughs> apartment. dharma's apartment was like multicolored, fruity and she basically it reminded me of that but with a lot more creepiness yeah tons more
1: baby heads tons, yes a
0: lot of baby heads yeah <laughs> um but yeah i i really enjoyed it and it yeah it, it was awesome there's a lot of gore that I, I think you said at the time since this is from 1999 this was a lot of these was unseen at the time.
1: Well, a lot of, uh, they did a digital film, which uh, was one of the first movies ever done around that time. So, in a way, they're kind of revolutionary in what they're doing, but it definitely didn't get much play in the in the system, I guess.
0: No, it didn't get yeah. much play. But, but, in researching it, um, oddly enough, this movie was nominated for the grand jury prize at sundance film festival in 1999 indeed so if you're thinking this is just some crappy b movie it was not critics
1: there were there were people who there liked were people
0: it who liked it
1: majority <laughs> of the people hate this movie yeah
0: like uh, if you go on imdb and look at the reviews it's 90 of them are just terrible just bashing it. but <laughs> i particularly enjoyed it i'm gonna give this uh out of 10 a 6 to 7 I'll give it that.
1: Now, this is honestly one of my favorite movies. I watched this on VHS back in the day when I was renting and then bought it from that same rental store, and then they got the DVD of it, and then I bought that eventually. This is a movie that uh, has been with me for a long time, so that's why one reason I wanted to do it. Another reason is uh, the practical effects in this are amazing. You don't see that anymore nowadays. It's all CG, and it's all fake blood, and... It really, it just doesn't, it's not as good as it was back in the day. And this was one of the last movies of that Nothing, era. Nothing, and this was fake. Yeah, there okay. was, Oh, well, there was some fake CG blood here and there, but, but they, not much. a lot of it was practical, which...
0: Alex's death scene, that was probably all real, right? Yeah, the,
1: I'm pretty sure that was all. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, the prosthetics, the the puppet itself that played the item was... Just awesome! It's something straight out Jim Jim Henson, except like Todd McFarlane <laughs> mixed with Jim Henson.
0: Picture if you skinned Kermit the Frog, yeah, and then sewed his eyes shut. That's probably what this item would look like. It's just beautiful. <laughs> you
1: know, so. give it a Peter Tail. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah.
0: So out of ten, what are you going to give it?
1: Um, I'm, you know, I'm probably a bit biased on this, but I'm definitely going to give it an 8.5. eight point
0: five.
1: Point five. I'm Fair virgin 8. on nine, just because I want. Too, but yeah. I'll be fair and be an 8.5 So
0: we're in the same ballpark um, IMDB gives us a 3.3 3 out of 10 yeah About Rotten there. Tomatoes
1: gives it a 15% it is really low
0: so um, if you haven't checked it out check it out trust me we can't describe this enough this movie's got to be seen to be believed so um, definitely amazing Yeah. <laughs> but with that being said I think that's going to wrap up this episode. That'll yeah, be, uh, be our first episode. flagship episode. Pilot episode, yeah. Um, we thank you all for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. And we hope that you uh, listen to plenty more. Yeah, we sh- we're going to be doing this, you know, for as long as we can. We uh, have a lot of fun. Me and Gavin both enjoy movies. So we hope to keep...
1: And I'll keep, keep to- giving him B movies as
0: long as he keeps giving me A movies. Right, and... Uh, we are out there on social media. Um, if you feel like you want to give us some comments, some questions, future ideas for movies we could watch, um, get at us at email. We are at mfabpodcast at gmail.com. We are on Facebook. Just search for mfabpodcast. And you can h- hit us up on Twitter at mfabpodcast. Podca- um, with that being said, hope to see you again.
1: I'm uh, Gavin. I'm Aaron. We'll catch you later. We're out.
0: Next week on the MFAB Podcast, we watch Mark Wahlberg steal some gold in The Italian Job.
1: And we get to see the South Park guys' first movie in Cannibal the Musical. Until next time. That's a wrap.
0: Cut.